right, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Babyface Podcast, hosted by me, Stanley Pierre. And before I get into uh, the SmackDown review for tonight, uh, June 5th, 2020, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Stanley051192, and also you can follow me on Instagram at StanleyPierre0511. And also, if you want to uh, support the show and uh, donate money, um, you know, it's optional, not mandatory on my anchor website where you can listen to this podcast. Uh, There's a uh, support button and you can click on it uh, and, you know, you can uh, donate money and and help me out in in making this show just just big and, and and. uh, special for you guys. And so, like I said before, it's optional, not mandatory. And so, uh, yeah, uh, tonight we had Friday night Smackdown and, uh, you know, all in all, I thought this was a decent show tonight. Uh, you know, it was a little up and down. Um, you know, there were some good parts and, uh, you know, there were some bad parts on the show. Uh, you know, there were some things that, you know, uh, got my attention. There were some things on the show that, uh, was newsworthy and, you know, um, there was also unfortunately some, uh, bad things on the show, which I'll get into in a little bit. So, you know, uh, tonight we had Baron Corbin going one-on-one with Otis. Uh, we had, uh, what else did we have? We had AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. They had a face-off, uh, you know, they, they had a promo in the ring to uh, promote their uh, Intercontinental Championship match next Friday on SmackDown. Uh, we also had The Miz and uh, John Morrison just pulling off these 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 just juvenile pranks on Braun Strowman, which I'll get into in a little bit because, you know, all that stuff that, you know, they did on the show was just just such a waste of time. And so, uh, yeah, let's get started uh, with this review. So, uh, the show started with Jeff Hardy in the back. He was talking to a few guys. Uh, And so, after that, he comes down to the ring. And uh, Michael Cole gave everybody an update on Elias' injuries after, uh, you know, it, it appeared that uh jeff hardy was drunk and he got behind uh, he got behind uh a wheel and you know he ran over elias and so uh michael cole i I can't remember what michael cole said uh i I think he may have said you know elias's injuries are still uh not life-threatening and he'll be back on the show at some point and so jeff hardy he got in the ring got on the mic, cut a promo, said uh, he thanked WWE and Fox for giving him the time to speak. He discussed the hit and run incident and on Elias and his injuries. Hardy gave his version of the story. He said that he arrived at the performance center and suddenly something hit him on the back of his head. Next thing Jeff knew, he was being handcuffed and smelled like alcohol. And so Jeff questioned himself and felt that he let his wife and daughters down again. 
Jeff noted he passed every sobriety test at the police station last week. A witness then showed up and revealed they saw a person with red hair and red beard and, and a red beard run out of the car. Jeff pointed out that Seamus fit that description, obviously so. So then Seamus came out and he said, uh, Jeff's in denial and can't accept responsibility for his actions. Seamus demanded Jeff be a man and admit what he did. Uh, and then Seamus said, Jeff's not a man. He's just a junkie. So then Seamus said, Jeff doesn't have to worry about letting down his wife and his daughter because they're used to it. Jeff then uh, put the mic down. He took off his shirt and then he went outside the ring, ran up the ramp and he started brawling with Seamus. And so after that, Seamus took over and he beat down Jeff. He threw Hardy into the barricade and around ringside. And that was that. Uh, so yeah, I thought this was a, a very good opening segment to start the show. Uh, Jeff and Seamus did a really good job uh, at, at their roles in this opening segment to start the show, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of people on social media, you know, they have a problem with WWE using Jeff Hardy's past issues with drug and alcohol, uh, with drugs and alcohol in this storyline with Sheamus. Personally, I don't really have a problem with it because, you know, like everybody knows, Number number one, everybody knows of uh, of Jeff's past, and you know, number two, like you know, Jeff Hardy, you know, he most likely allowed WWE to you know use his past issues for this storyline with Sheamus. You know, he allowed WWE to 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 put him in that situation where, in storyline, it looked like. Uh, he was drunk driving and he ran over Elias, you know, Jeff Hardy allowed all of this. And I'm sure if Jeff had a problem with it himself, he would have told WWE, you know, let's not do this story. Let's do something else. And so, you know, it looks like Jeff is okay with it. And so, you know, I don't really see what the problem is. And so, yeah. And, and, and also, you know, I think that, you know, uh, this is, this is good for, the Jeff Hardy and Sheamus feud, because if, you know, Jeff's past was not brought up during this feud, it would have been stale and boring. And so they would have had nothing to, to, to feud over. And so, you know, I don't really have a problem with Jeff's past being used in this storyline. It, it makes for great television. And I don't know, I think everybody has to stop being just like sensitive about the situation and stop having, all these like negative thoughts, you know, like, yeah, like it, it looks a little messed up, but at the same time, you know, there's no bad intentions behind it. You know, Jeff's not doing those things now in his life. So Jeff's on the right track. And so, you know, I think that this is, this is, a, this is good for uh, the feud that they got going on. So then uh, we had Mandy Rose and Otis in the back. They passed a chair with Baron Corbin's crown on it. Otis took the crown. Mandy was very impressed and then they walked off. And so then Baron Corbin walked up and he noticed his crown was gone. He was furious when he found out that Otis took it. 
And that actually led to a one-on-one match between Otis and Baron Corbin. So, Owens, oh, not not Owens. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I was thinking of Kevin Owens. Uh, Otis and Corbin uh, worked a slow pace, and it dragged with the finish coming out of nowhere. Uh, Otis had the early advantage and hit Corbin with a lariat to the floor. They brawled around ringside. Corbin took over after pushing Otis into an apron. Otis avoided Corbin uh, around the ring post. Uh, oh, no, no. Otis, he avoided uh, Baron Corbin's move where, uh, you know, Corbin, he like goes outside the ring and, you know, he does like a, a little mini lap around uh the ring post and then he quickly gets back in the ring and nails his opponent with the lariat you know uh corbin uh he went for that move but otis avoided uh, avoided it uh and then uh he took a spine buster uh by corbin for a near fall so then corbin backed otis in the corner and rocked him with body shots corbin jumped on otis's back but otis backed him into the corner Corbin hit a series of kicks, but Otis absorbed all the shots. Otis made a fiery comeback and hit a splash in the corner. Uh, Otis teased the Caterpillar, but Corbin rolled out of the ring. Uh, Corbin hit Otis with a chair, uh, and he, you know, subsequently got himself disqualified. Otis absorbed the chair shots and made another comeback. Otis then hit the Caterpillar on Baron Corbin, and that was that. So, you know, um, if I was a Betty man, I'd say that, you know, uh, Baron Corbin uh, or King Corbin, whatever you want to call him, uh, it looks like he's going to be feuding with Otis. And, you know, I mean, not really excited about it, but at the same time, you know, I think that in this feud, uh, Baron Corbin is going to put over o- he's going to put over Otis and just make him look legit and, and just make him look strong because you got to remember you know Otis he's got the money in the bank briefcase and you know I think that Otis needs to look as strong as he possibly can with the briefcase before he cashes it in you know like he needs a lot of momentum before he eventually cashes it and you know either loses or he wins the universal championship and so yeah you know it looks like uh otis and and corbin they're going to be feuding uh and we'll see what happens with that and so after that we had the miz and john morrison they were sitting in a white van with spying equipment and they watched universal champion braun Strowman arrive so then we go to a commercial break we get back and the miz and john morrison talked about annoying co-workers they noted that some people might say what they're about to do next is senseless and idiotic. They promised to make Strowman's life a living hell until backlash. And so they both watched Strowman put water in his bottle. And then suddenly Strowman's protein shake exploded and went everywhere. Miz and Morrison laughed and mocked Strowman. And that was that. And so I don't know, like. You can you can just feel the 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 excitement like around this feud. I mean, like this is this is just pointless, and it got worse later into the show, and and I'll get into that uh, in a little bit. So then we had Kayla Braxton. She tried to interview Chad Gable. Uh, I'm still not calling him Shorty G. So she tried to interview Gable, 
But Mojo Raleigh interrupted. He mocked Chad Gable and made a bunch of short jokes. Ha 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 ha. Not funny. Uh, I hate when WWE does that. You know, they, they poke fun at somebody because of their weight or because of their size. And I don't know, like, it, it's just cheesy. Like, you know, it, it's just not funny. So then, what else do we have? Uh, yep, yeah, Mojo Raleigh, he mocked Gable, made a bunch of short jokes. And then Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro showed up. And Raleigh, Cesaro, and Shinsuke, they all beat up Chad Gable until the New Day show up and they made the save. And so this, um, you know, and once I saw this, you know, I thought to myself, this is going to lead to a six man tag, you know, Chad Gable and the New Day versus Shinsuke, Raleigh and Cesaro. Like, you know, this is this is WWE creative 101, you know, predictable booking at its best. And so then we had Lacey Evans versus Sonya Deville. So Lacey Evans made her entrance and she was about to get into the ring, but Sonya Deville attacked her. Uh, before she even got to the ring. And so then we had a commercial break and we come back from it and Lacey and Sonya, uh, they had a very average one-on-one -on -one match. Uh, I did enjoy uh, Sonya, Sonya Deville's intensity. You know, I thought that she showed a lot of fire uh, in this match. So uh, Sonya rocked Lacey with a shot to the stomach Lacey fought back, but Sonya caught Evans with a big boot. Uh, Sonya slowed the pace down and stood on Evans's hair. Sonya recovered and nailed uh, Sonya. Oh, no, uh, Lacey recovered and nailed Sonya with a series of knees. Evans then tried rolling up DeVille, and she fell into the referee. Uh, the referee went down and grabbed his leg. I didn't know if this was a work or a shoot injury. I, I assume this was a work. And, you know, I just got confused because I'm like, you know, this ref bump is so unnecessary. Like, why are we seeing a ref bump in this match? Like, it, it's so not needed. So then referee went down. He grabbed his leg. He couldn't get up and yelled to the back for help while Sonya and Lacey just stood there. So a bunch of referees ran out and told Sonya and Lacey to wait, and they quickly cut to commercial. Um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, who knows? You know, was this a work? Was this a shoot? You know, uh, I'm assuming uh, it was a shoot because, you know, the way the referee was positioned to take this ref bump, you know, like I I've seen a thousand ref bumps in pro wrestling. And, you know, with this ref bump tonight, you know, makes me think that it was a work, you know. Who knows? Maybe it was a shoot. You know, uh, I know that uh, when the ref did take the ref bump and the referees came out, you know, they quickly went to a commercial break. So some might say it was actually a shoot injury and it was a real thing. But I don't know. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see if any reports uh, come out of this. So then we come back from break and Sonia, she's in control. Uh, new referee is in the match. Uh, the referee who took the ref bump earlier, he's out. And so Sonya pulled Lacey to the apron and dropped her on the back of her head, which looked very devastating, by the way. And so Lacey fought back with a series of knees. Uh, she then, she then followed up with a moonsault for a close near fall. 
Sonya jumped Evans on the top rope and hit, and hit a running knee for a near fall. And so all of a sudden, uh, Mandy Rose actually uh, showed up on the Titan Tron. And so, you know, not only was uh, Mandy Rose in Otis's corner for his match with Baron Corbin, but she also made a second appearance on the show. She appeared on the Titan Tron. And she called Sonya a failure. Uh, Sonya then, you know, she got distracted off Man- uh, from, from Mandy. And, you know, she got upset. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's staring at the big screen, you know, upset at Mandy. She turns around and takes uh, the woman's right, you know, uh, Lacey Evans's uh, punch to the face finisher, which, you know, <laughs> I-, I don't know who, like, I assume the big show is probably teaching her how to do this, uh, finishing maneuver. Uh, so yeah, uh, Lacey Evans, she's victorious. Uh, Mandy got distracted, turned around, took a woman's right from Lacey. Then, you know, she got pinned clean. Uh, you know, it looks like, uh, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, uh, their feud is still going to continue. I don't know why, you know, um, there's not much else for these girls to fight for, uh, in, you know, this, uh, storyline between them, but I don't know. Uh, we'll have to, to, to wait and see, you know, maybe, uh, they book a match between the two of them at backlash one-on-one, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. But other than that, I, I, I really don't see why these, these two are still feuding. You know, this feud should have been over right after, um, Otis, uh, got the girl right after Otis, got with Mandy and, you know, they were able to, you know, fight off Dolph Ziggler and, and Sonya Deville, but I don't know, uh, the, the feud's going to continue and I don't know who knows what they, what they do, uh, going forward. And so, uh, yeah, like the, the match between, um, uh, Lacey and, and Sonya, it was very average. Um, you know, uh, the one thing that, that made me, you know, still uh, watch the match and, and get slightly entertained was was just Sonya's intensity. And, you know, she, like I said um, in my last uh, SmackDown review, you know, Sonya Deville, it, it, she's she's improving and, and she's getting better and better, uh, you know, as a heel ever since, um, you know, she feuded with Mandy Rose and, and, and Otis uh, with Dolph Ziggler. And so, yeah, you know, um, we'll have to wait and see, um, you know, what, what, what goes on with, uh, Mandy and, and Sonya, you know, maybe they'll book them in a match at Backlash. Who knows? Uh, well, you guess we'll have to wait and see next Friday. And so after that, Michael Cole and Corey Graves announced that Chad Gable and the New Day, uh, Big E and Kofi Kingston will go up against the team of Mojo Raleigh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. So, of course, you know, I was right. Predictable WWE booking at its best. So then we see a video package for Matt Riddle uh, highlighting his eventual main roster call up from NXT to SmackDown. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'm still uh, fearful that, you know, WWE's main roster will not book Matt Riddle the way he should. And they're going to struggle with Matt Riddle. And so, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. But, you know, you look at the the, the track record of NXT call-ups to the main roster. And a lot of them have not done well. And a lot of them ha- have struggled uh, because of, of, of WWE main roster creative booking, you know. 
but who knows? Uh, we'll have to see uh, what happens with uh, Matt Riddle, um, you know, when he comes up to SmackDown. So after that, uh, wait, hold on. Let me take a sip of my water real quick. So then um, Kayla Braxton, she was in the back and she conducted an interview with the Universal Champion, Braun Strowman. So, Miz and Morrison were watching the interview from their white van. They pressed the button, and green slime actually fell on Kayla. It was actually supposed to fall on Strowman, but it instead uh, fell on Kayla by accident. And so, I, I thought that was, like, pretty funny, by the way. You know, as, as bad as this feud is, and as bad as the stuff that we saw tonight from Miz, Strowman, and... Um, uh, John Morrison, um, you know, th this was pretty funny, you know, with the green slime and everything. So after that, the slime fell on Kayla. Strowman knew it was Miz and Morrison and he apologized to Kayla. Kayla was furious and walked off. Uh, she screamed those bastards. Uh, Miz and Morrison were upset at first, but laughed that part of the slime fell on Strowman. And so then, uh, and this was this is this was probably the best part of the show right here. I really enjoyed this segment. Renee Young, she was in the ring uh, with the Intercontinental Championship uh, up on display, and she introduced Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles to the ring. So then, AJ, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, uh, AJ knows uh, that you know. Uh, Brian, uh, you know, he, you know, is taking, uh, I guess in Daniel Bryan's words, uh, the high road and he's still competing in the tournament. And so AJ, he actually called Brian stupid, uh, because Brian chose to, uh, continue competing in the IC title tournament while AJ Styles, uh, you know, chose to go straight to the finals. And so, let's see, Brian noted that AJ shows traits of being a coward. AJ pointed out that he did the smart thing by taking the bye. And like I said before, uh, Brian is stupid for taking on Sheamus last week. Brian noted they have two very different worldviews. Uh, Brian's vision of being Intercontinental Champion is defending the title every week against up and coming stars and veterans. So AJ noted that he does not give out handouts. And then he mocked Drew Gulak and said, that's another handout. Brian and Styles, you know, uh, they had like a, a damn good promo uh, segment here. Uh, very entertaining, very good way to uh, promote and, and just hype their intercontinental championship match for next week on the show. And so AJ said he decided to give Gulak an opportunity and challenge him to a match. Gulak then came out, tackled styles, attacked him, sent him to the outside of the ring. And then we went to a commercial break. So we come back from a commercial break. And so we have drew Gulak with Daniel Bryan at ringside in his corner. 
going one-on-one -on -one with the phenomenal AJ Styles. And by the way, AJ, he has a, a, a brand new shirt on WWE shop. Uh, it, it says ASAP on it. And on the bottom, it says AJ Styles, always phenomenal. I thought, you know, clever play on words and a very good t-shirt by WWE. So, uh, AJ had the early advantage and back Gulak in the corner. Gulak recovered and avoided a leapfrog. He attacked AJ's shoulders, but AJ made it to the ropes to break the hold. AJ rocked Gulak with elbows and chops in the corner. Styles hit a backbreaker for a close near fall. Gulak fired back but AJ hit him with a, a very hard and, and, and devastating clothesline. Uh, AJ damn near took Drew Gulak's head off uh, with the Lariat. So a few minutes later in the match, Gulak hit a shotgun drop kick and a release suplex on AJ, followed it up with a modified Michinoku driver for a close near fall. And so AJ poked Gulak in the eye. He then followed up. He then followed it up with an inverted DDT. AJ taunted Brian and set up for the Styles Clash. Uh, Gulak reversed and rolled up Styles for the surprise win. And Drew Gulak, uh, he defeated AJ Styles. And I was very surprised by this decision. I thought AJ was going to beat Drew Gulak because, you know, AJ has to look strong going into his Intercontinental title match with Daniel Bryan next week. But instead, uh, Drew Gulak got the surprise victory. And, you know, um, I, I don't know why Drew Gulak got the win. You know, the only reason I can think of is maybe when uh, these two guys were putting the match together in the back, you know, maybe AJ uh, told the higher ups and, you know, uh, the people working on the match with him and Gulak that, you know, he wants to take the loss to Gulak because, you know, um, excuse me, um, you know, he wants Gulak to, to, to look good and he wants Gulak to get over and, you know, he wants Drew Gulak to get some momentum. Because, you know, um, I, I assume, um, you know, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, they're probably lo uh, lobbying for Drew Gulak. And, you know, they want to see Drew Gulak become a star in the company. And so, you know, maybe uh, AJ chose to lose Drew Gulak. But uh, either way, you know, um, this match was great. Um, you know, I was very surprised that AJ lost. I thought AJ was going to win. And, uh, you know, AJ technically should have won if you thought about it. Uh, but you know, like I said before, who knows, um, uh, you know, maybe AJ, uh, told the people working on the match that, you know, he wants to lose and, you know, he wants Drew Gulak to get over because, you know, um, he wants Drew Gulak to just have momentum and to just, you know, be a star in the company and, you know, uh, get a push. So then after that, we're in the parking lot. Uh, the Miz and John Morrison went up to Braun Strowman's car. Uh, they both had baseball bats. And, uh, oh, no, wait, actually, uh, one of them uh, had a baseball bat. The other one had a golf club. So they destroyed uh, Braun Strowman's car. And then they laughed. And they said they can't wait to see Strowman's reaction. And then they went back to their white van. So uh, riveting television, folks, said nobody. 
So then we had Chad Gable and Biggie and Kofi Kingston of the New Day versus Mojo Raleigh, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. So we had um uh oh yeah yeah Gable he charged at Cesaro uh when the match started, but he caught him. Uh, Gable rolled through and scored a near fall. Cesaro rocked Biggie with an uppercut, and Mojo hit a running crossbody for a near fall. Uh, Gable hit an assisted moonsault on Nakamura, and Biggie followed up with a big splash. Kofi then hit a frog splash off the second turnbuckle for a near fall. Kingston then hit a dive to the floor, taking out Cesaro and Shinsuke. And in the process, he also uh, injured his knee. Uh, I don't like I said, you know, I, I don't know if this was a work or shoot injury. Who knows? Um, so then um, we went to a commercial break. Uh, oh no, we actually uh, Mojo then charged at Kingston and rocked him with a very brutal uh, shoulder tackle. You know, Mojo Raleigh has a football background, so you know when he shoulder blocks you, you know he he puts a lot of heat behind it. So then we come back from a commercial break. The bad guys were in control, and eventually Chad Gable got the hot tag, and so he hit a flying crossbody on Mojo and hit Cesaro with a belly to belly suplex. Gable. Followed that up with a huge moonsault on Mojo for a two count. Gable then applied the ankle lock on Mojo, but Shinsuke hit him with a running knee uh, to break the hold. So then uh, Mojo hit uh, his hyperdrive maneuver on Gable for a close near fall. Uh, Biggie then made a blind tag and hit the big ending on Mojo Raleigh for the win. And uh, Gable actually prevented uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke from interfering uh, in the finish. So, yeah, um, you know, this was a decent six-man tag team match. Uh, very average, but still entertaining. Um, you know, I, I love watching Chad Gable in the ring. I think he's one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world and, and just the most underrated wrestler in WWE. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, um, you know, it, it's sad, you know, these two guys are, are some of the best wrestlers in the world and, and, and you know, they, they've done nothing in all the years they've been on the main roster. You know, I know Shinsuke, he's had a few main event WWE title matches, but unfortunately he didn't win. And, you know, with Cesaro, um, you know, just a wasted talent and, and I don't really care for Mojo Raleigh. I don't really care for the New Day. But still, you know, a decent six-man tag team match with the babyfaces winning. So then we go to the parking lot, and Braun Strowman sees that his car is destroyed by Miz and Morrison. Then he started freaking out. He then went up to a security guard and asked where Miz and Morrison was. And the security guard pointed pointed at the white van and said, you know, that's where uh, Miz and Morrison are in. So then after that, uh, Strowman... He went up to the van. He looked at the camera uh, that was placed um, on the outside of the van. And, uh, you know, he says Miz and Morrison are dead men. Uh, Miz and Morrison are inside the white van. They're, they're laughing. And, 
you know, they, 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 they are happy and, 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 you know, they're confident that Braun Strowman is not going to tear through the van and, 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 you know, get a piece of them. And so Strowman then started shoulder blocking the van and he eventually tipped it over with the Miz and John Morrison in it. And, uh, Strowman tried getting in the van, you know, he couldn't. And, you know, that was when Strowman just, you know, uh, wrecked the van and tipped it over. And so, I don't know, like, like I said before, like all this stuff, like, it's just ridiculous. This is a horrible build for, um, you know, one of your uh, most important championships in the company, you know, the Universal Championship. You know, the title's worthless, but at the same time, you know, this feud is worthless as well. And it's just doing no favors for The Miz, John Morrison, and Braun Strowman. You know, I know that there was a report that uh, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, they were supposed to feud for the Universal Championship, but uh, Bray Wyatt had to take time off from the company because him and um, JoJo, his, I think that's his wife. If not, if not his wife, then maybe like longtime girlfriend. Um, they just recently had their second child. Uh, they had a daughter. So, you know, Bray Wyatt, he's been off TV since. And so WWE decided to give Braun Strowman this horrendous feud with The Miz and John Morrison until Bray Wyatt comes back. And so I can't wait until The Fiend comes back because this stuff right here between The Miz, John Morrison and Braun Strowman, it's so just hokey and, and over the top and like, it's ridiculous. So I don't know who is like, uh, paying attention to this feud and who is like just anticipating this match at backlash between Strowman, the Miz and John Morrison, the two on one handicap match for the universal title. So I don't know, garbage and <laughs> garbage stuff between Miz Strowman and John Morrison. So then, uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves, they announced that Jeff Hardy and Sheamus will go one-on-one -on -one at Backlash. Uh, they were actually supposed to go one-on-one -on -one in the Intercontinental title tournament, but, uh, WWE, um, realized it was a bad idea. And so, you know, they did the storyline where, uh, you know, uh, it appeared that Jeff was drunk driving and ran over Elias, but in actuality, Sheamus just attacked Jeff Hardy and, and framed him to make it look like he was drunk driving and, you know, ran over Elias. So yeah, Sheamus versus Jeff at backlash. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a, a, a pretty decent match between the two, you know, um, Jeff Hardy, um, even at his age these days, I, I think that he can still put on a really good match and Sheamus, uh, you know, he, he's a dependable guy in the company. You know, um, I, I, I assume he's one of those guys that WWE trusts and, you know, putting over somebody and making them look good. So, yeah, Jeff versus Sheamus at Backlash. So then we had the main event, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Um, Bailey still the SmackDown Women's Champion. And Sasha Banks, uh, they challenged Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss for the tag team titles. And so this was actually a good match. Um... We had, I'm sorry, some, somebody was, somebody was fucking texting, somebody was fucking texting me, um, you know, while I'm doing this review, uh, bad timing. So we had, 
Nikki, she jumped Bailey to start the match. The faces had the early advantage and isolated Bailey in the corner. Bailey fought back and uh, backed uh, Bliss in in the corner. Uh, the heels took over and kept Bliss on their side of the ring, and so Bliss rolled up Bailey for a near fall. Uh, Bliss and Nikki regained control and Cross hit a running bulldog on Bailey. Nikki Cross followed up with a flying crossbody off the apron. Sasha distracted Nikki and Bailey knocked Nikki out of the ring. Sasha followed it up with a beautiful Meteora off the apron on Cross. And then we went to a commercial break. And so, yeah, some decent stuff, um, you know, between these two uh, before. Um, oh, between these uh, two teams, I should say, before we got to the main event. So then we come back from commercial. Uh, Bailey and Sasha were back in control. They isolated Cross on their side of the ring. And Sasha hit running uh, double knees of the running Meteora in the corner and got a two count. So then Sasha slowed the pace down with a front face lock. Nikki fought back and Bliss got the hot tag. So then a few seconds later, Bliss went for the uh, twisted Bliss off the top rope. But Sasha tripped her up. Uh, Bailey then hit a, a gorgeous uh, Bailey to belly the second rope on the mat and Sasha hit a running knee for a near fall so then uh, Bliss fought back and sent Sasha face first into the turnbuckle uh, Nikki gave Sasha uh, Nikki gave Bailey a tornado DDT on the floor uh, Bliss then hit uh, Code Red on Sasha for a close two count. Bailey tried to make a tag, but oh no, wait, Sasha tried to make a tag, but Bailey was on the floor. Uh, Sasha hit the bank statement. Uh, she applied her submission move on Bliss, and Bailey made the blind tag and made Sasha leave the ring. And so Sasha, you know, uh, she was not looking happy. She looked a little upset that, uh, you know, uh, Bailey, you know, pretty much stopped Sasha from potentially uh, winning the match. And, you know, Sasha, she had uh, the bank statement. Uh, it was actually on Nikki Cross. Uh, it was my mistake, not Alexa Bliss. It was on Nikki Cross. So after that, uh, Sasha, she's unhappy. She tagged back in and locked the bank statement on Nikki Cross. Uh, Bliss tried to make the save, but Bailey uh, cut her off. Nikki tried to roll up Sasha, but Sasha countered into the crucifix to win the women's uh, tag team titles. And so, yeah, Bailey and Sasha Banks, they're the tag team champions. You know, Bailey is a double champion. Uh, she's now SmackDown Women's Champion, and she's also one half of the Women's Tag Team Champions with Sasha. So, you know, all in all, uh, you know, it was a decent match, a good TV match. Nothing really special came out of it, but it was still watchable, and it was still uh, fine for what it was. 
And, you know, I actually predicted this uh, when this match was announced. You know, I had a feeling that uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley were going to win the tag team titles because, you know, um, they're, they're teasing some dissension between Bayley and Sasha. And I think now with the both of them being tag team champions, that's when we're going to see a lot more uh, tension and, and and just, you know, Bayley and Sasha, you know, uh, you know, they're going to butt heads more and more until um, one of them reaches their uh, breaking point. And, you know, I assume Bailey is going to eventually turn on Sasha and, you know, we're going to get Bailey versus Sasha for the women's titles uh, for for uh, the SmackDown women's title. You know, they'll lose the tag team titles first. Uh, I don't know who they're going to lose it to, but. You know, I know that, um, you know, after they lose the tag team titles, that's when we'll see the Bailey and Sasha split. And then that's when uh, they're going to start having one-on-one matches. And, you know, I do think that uh, the roles should be reversed. I think that Bailey is much better as a babyface and Sasha is much better as a heel. I mean, you look at their takeover match in Brooklyn a couple years ago and, you know, uh, Bailey was the face and Sasha was the heel and they just tore the house down and you know that match is, is legendary and you know um, a lot of people look at that match as one of WWE's greatest women's matches of all time and so yeah I'm happy that uh, Bailey and Sasha are tag team champions um, you know I, I assume they're probably going to make an appearance on Raw this Monday and, you know, maybe have a segment with the Iconics and, you know, Bliss and and and, and Nikki. And, you know, that's probably going to lead to a triple threat match for the tag team titles at Backlash. You know, uh, Bailey and Sasha defending against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Peyton Royce and Billy Kay of the Iconics. And so, you know, uh, if that's the case, you know, Bailey and Sasha will be victorious. And then, you know, right after that, you know, they'll hold the titles for a little bit. You know, there'll, 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 there'll be some small uh, dissension between the two of them. And once they lose the tag team titles, that's when, you know, uh, they'll split. And, you know, they'll start feuding for the SmackDown women's title. And, you know, Sasha is probably going to win the SmackDown women's title uh, in that feud with Bayley. You know, I, I don't think Sasha's ever been SmackDown women's champion. And so, uh, yeah, that was SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. So... All in all, um, decent show. There was some good stuff. There was some bad stuff. Uh, let me go to my let me go to my notes here real quick. Uh, so yeah, the opening segment with Jeff Hardy and Sheamus that was really really good. Uh, a really really good way to uh, hype and 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 and, and promote uh, their match for Backlash. Um, the stuff with with Mandy Rose, Otis, and Baron Corbin I didn't really care for. Um, you know. Baron Corbin and Otis, they're probably going to feud. Not happy about it, but, you know, uh, Otis, you know, I, I assume he's he's going to get over on Baron Corbin. Uh, what else? You know, the stuff with Ron Strowman, The Miz, and John Morrison, I didn't care for. Horrible build for the Universal title. Um, like, I don't think anybody, like, really, like, gives a shit about this feud. Like, if you think about it, like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, Matt Riddle video package was great. I can't wait till he gets to the main roster, AJ Styles and Drew Gulak. Uh, they had a, a really good match. Um, really good, uh, promo 
uh, between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan before the match. Um, New Day and Chad Gable versus Cesaro, Shinsuke, and Mojo. Okay match for what it was. Uh, and and the, the main event, uh, the women's tag team title match, as I stated before. Decent match. It was fine for what it was. And, you know, we have new women's tag team champions in uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. So, uh, yeah, that was SmackDown, folks. Uh, like I said before, um, you know, uh, backlash is around the corner. Um, you know, I think that this episode of SmackDown was much better than the show last week. The show last week, in my opinion, was not good at all. But, you know, WWE at least redeemed themselves uh, by a slight margin uh, with SmackDown this week. So, yeah, um, thank you guys for tuning in and, and thank you guys for listening to the Babyface podcast. And uh, as always, like I said before, you can follow me on Twitter at Stanley051192. And you can also follow me on Instagram at StanleyPierre0511. And uh, if you want to support the show, um, it's optional, not mandatory. On my Anchor website, uh, you can listen, oh, you can click the support button and, you know, donate money. And, you know, uh, if you want, uh, you can help me out in trying to turn this podcast into something special. So, yeah, um, I will be back uh, tomorrow, definitely tomorrow, uh, for your, uh, preview and predictions, uh, show, uh, I'm going to be giving you guys my thoughts on NXT takeover in your house. I'll be letting you guys know who I think is going to win and, and what I think is going to happen on the show and just how it's going to play out. So be on the lookout for that. Um, you guys will probably get that, uh, Probably at this time right here. Uh, it's 10.56 as I'm recording this uh, p.m. And so you guys are probably, you guys might uh, get that review, um, you know, at this time tomorrow night. And uh, I will also uh, be doing a review for NXT TakeOver in your house on Sunday uh, after the show goes off the air. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And so, uh, yeah, and I, I, I want you guys to, you know, stay safe as always, um, you know, stay out of trouble, um, you know, always do what's right. Don't do, you know, anything that's wrong. And so, uh, yeah, just stay safe out there, man. You know, it's a tough world out there. You know, thankfully, uh, you know, from what I'm reading, uh, the, the, the coronavirus is slowly going away. And so that's good. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, things are, 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 are starting to, to get better. Um, you know, not by, not by a long shot, but, you know, start of the right track with, uh, the coronavirus, um, you know, slowly going away and, uh, yeah, you know, um, I know that, uh, you know, there's still, uh, some protesting going on right now and there's still, uh, a lot of animosity, um, being thrown at, you know, the police over the George Floyd situation and, and, you know, the black lives matter movement. And so, you know, if you guys, like I said before, if you guys are out there protesting on the front line, uh, just be very careful and, and just be safe and, 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 you know, don't do anything that's going to jeopardize your, your, your safety and your health. So yeah, you know, um, 
thank you guys and 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 i'll see you tomorrow for uh your preview and predictions show for nxt takeover in your house so thank you and good night i'll see you guys tomorrow